Right, here we are. It is coming up to the end of 2023, and this is the last episode of this year. It's also episode number 200. I didn't plan that, but it actually works out quite well. For today's episode, and to essentially round off the year, I've drawn up a list of 11 quick wins for Business English that I think that you should have on autopilot. So let's not waste any time. Let's get started. Right then, Business English Quick Wins. You might be asking, well, Anna, how did you come up with this specific list? Well, these are things, and it's actually taken me quite a while to come up with this list that I'm going to share with you today. And the reason for that is I've been working with people for many years now, and and so I can really get a good idea for what are the things that people make both a lot of mistakes with, but also what is the low-hanging fruit the most easily achieved set of tasks. Meaning, if you can get these things right, fantastic. Let's target some of the quick wins, the easy wins, to help you sound better with your English overall. Because I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming, right? You're like, oh, where do I start? What do I do? So these are some easy, quick ways where you can see that you are making progress. It's also true that these little things, let's say, are things that people often overlook because, you know, you're thinking about, well, I want to sound great in my presentation and I want to be able to express myself exactly the way as I do in my own native language. And we kind of forget that, oh, but can I actually introduce myself properly? So it's definitely, in my opinion, worth getting these things right. Why? Because these are things that we use all the time and it's an easy win. It's a quick win. Let's get that low-hanging fruit Why on autopilot, you might be thinking as well? Because you've got so many things to think about. You've got so many things to do. Let's take the pressure off. If you can get these little things right, you don't have to worry about them anymore. You don't have to stress about it. You know that you've got the right answer. You practiced it. You feel confident doing it. Okay, great. Now you can focus on something else. I think personally for me, maybe you feel like this as well. People stress sometimes about you know, I I want to make it sound different. I want to make it sound better. It's like you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Once you've got these core basic things that I'll go through today, you can just reuse them again and again. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And when you know that what you're saying is right and you've practiced it a little bit, you're going to feel way more confident to do it in real life. I think there's two key steps though. You have to know that what you're saying is right. And of course you have to practice it. And little by little, you get more confident and comfortable with that. So let's move on and start having a look at this list of 11 essential things. I'm going to run through these pretty quickly. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because obviously there's 11 things and I've got 18 minutes with you. So I need to be to the point and concise. However, I'm going to give you as a little treat, as a little way to say thank you. I'm going to be putting all of these things in a PDF, which I'm going to share with you on the newsletter. If you want to get your hands on the newsletter and this PDF that I'm going to send round, make sure that you sign up before the 15th of December at 10am if you want to get it first. And don't worry, if you're listening to this after the 15th of December and you haven't signed up to the newsletter yet, not to worry, I don't want you to miss out, especially on this one. So I'm going to leave a link in the description box where you can download the PDF as well. 
I wanted to give you the extra PDF this week because I just wanted to say thank you. It's also episode 200. The podcast also reached a million downloads this year, which is fantastic. So I just wanted to say thank you. So this is kind of a special Christmas gift for you, of course. Right, let's crack on. So the first absolute essential thing that you need to be able to do, in my opinion, in business English is introduce yourself clearly and correctly. One of the first things I do when I meet people is I ask them to introduce themselves. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about hobbies or whatever. I just want, what's your name? What do you do? Who do you work for? Like a really simple sentence. You would be surprised how often people don't quite get it right. They miss something. They get the name of their industry wrong. Maybe they use the wrong word in the word group. I'm not blaming anybody for that, but often your introduction is like the first thing that you say when you meet people. It's your first impression. I would argue that's really important to get right. I'm going to give you a sentence in the PDF and you can copy and paste it and enter it in there. But I would absolutely encourage you, if you are not comfortable with doing that short introduction, that is definitely something to practice until it's automatic. You don't need to think about it anymore. Why stress? Practice it until it's automatic and on autopilot. The second thing on the list is following on from the first, it's about introducing other people. My main reason for including it on this list is that it's it's a very common mistake. When people introduce others, they say, oh, hi, uh, he is John or she is Maria. It's a super common mistake and something that you can easily fix. So the correct option is either to say this is, there's also a couple of other options that I'll give you in the PDF as well. Again, these are some of the first impressions that you make when we when you meet people. Okay, it's something easy, it's something basic, but don't we want to make a good first impression? Let's get these phrases right. It's a quick, easy win, right? The next one following on from this, the third thing on the list is continuing the theme of introductions and it's how to respond when somebody says, it's nice to meet you. There are three concrete ways that you can respond to this. The first one is, it's nice to meet you too. The second one is, you too, not me too. That's the common mistake. And the third option is, likewise. Next on the list, the fourth thing is what to say when you say goodbye. This is really common for me when I'm in Spain. I finish a session with somebody or finish a session with a group and they're like, okay, Anna, see you, see you. The key thing is that we need to have something after. See you later, see you next week, see you tomorrow, see you at the next conference, see you at the meeting, but not just see you on its own. Next, the fifth thing on the list, and this is a really interesting one because I don't think I've ever heard anybody use this phrase correctly, naturally, without me correcting them first and then using it. Imagine that you haven't seen one of your colleagues for a long time. They're working in another office. I hear variations on this, something along the lines of, how long no seeing you? What a long time without seeing you? And various variations of this. However, they're actually all incorrect. I understand you more or less. I can basically understand what you want to say. Okay, there's not an issue in terms of communication in that sense. 
But the actual phrase that we use, it's a little bit weird because it's really short, kind of doesn't really make any sense. But we say, long time no see. Long time no see, how's it going? Long time no see, how is everything? The phrase is long time no see. And the reason I put that on this list is purely because of the number of mistakes I hear people make with that. If you can say that correctly, it's going to sound fantastic because most people don't say it correctly. The sixth thing on the list is what to say when you answer the phone. And there is one simple sentence that you can use again and again anytime somebody calls you and you have to answer the phone. And that is, Hello, Anna speaking, or of course, whatever your name is. It's professional, it's neutral, it's clear. You don't need anything else. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Done. Dusted. The seventh thing on the list are three classic business questions that I think everybody, including you, should be comfortable with. The first one is asking for permission to do something. For example, Can I add something here? Could I say something here? May I go to the bathroom? May I is slightly more formal than the other options. The second question is asking somebody to do something. I mean, really, think about the number of times that we have to do that at work. Could you send me across the agenda? Would you mind speaking to the client in advance? Can you, could you, would you mind? The third type of question that I really feel you should be familiar with is making a suggestion. And with this, I'm talking about shall questions. Shall we take a break? Shall I send the agenda across? Shall we invite John to the meeting? These are three core questions. I'm going to put some examples in the PDF, but I would absolutely encourage you to be familiar with those three. That's going to help you in a lot of different situations and you don't need to make it any more complicated than that. The eighth thing on the list is making sure that you're familiar with at least one group of connectors to structure your ideas. Here I'm talking about firstly, secondly, thirdly, in conclusion. Point one, point two, point three to wrap up. It's so important in business to be clear and get to the point, and this is even more important when we're speaking in another language. Therefore, the easier we can make it for other people, the better. And in fact, it's interesting because when you think about communication, it's really more about the other person than it is about you, because your aim is to try and help them understand and follow you. And I would really encourage you to try and use as many of these types of connectors and linking words to structure what you say. It's going to make it easier for people to follow you, and I'm sure they'll be very grateful. The ninth essential thing on this list is making sure that you can ask for clarification when you need it. And there's two parts to this. The first part is technically knowing how to ask for clarification. I'm going to put some examples in the PDF. And then the second part is having the confidence to ask the question, right? They're slightly different. Well, at least if you know, well, I know the vocabulary is right here. I know that the question is right. It's going to make you a little bit more confident to ask that question, even though maybe you're still like, 
oof, I don't know. What if I don't understand their answer? What if then they ask me another question and I don't understand? But building your confidence like that does take time. However, in the moment where you want to ask a question, at least if you know that what you're saying is correct, it's going to make you feel more comfortable to actually take that step and ask the question. The 10th essential skill, which follows on from this, is I really feel that you need to be able to interrupt diplomatically. The reason why I say this is because I think a lot of people are like, I don't know what the vocabulary is. I don't know which words to use. It's like, okay, all you need is one phrase. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's literally all you need. You don't need to make it any more complicated than that. I'll give you some more options in the PDF. But find a term that you like and just reuse it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Don't stress yourself out. Take the pressure off. Focus on other things. Let's just get the basic things on autopilot and worry about the more difficult things. Right, the 11th and final thing on the list is I really do feel that one of the basic skills and essential skills that you need is to be able to hold a basic conversation with a colleague. Maybe for, let's say, 30 seconds or maybe that's kind of arbitrary but I really feel that that's a core skill in business English is holding a basic conversation at the start of a meeting for example or maybe when you meet somebody and you go to a conference you need to be able to manage that situation at least initially because the worst part is the beginning right once you warm up a little bit you've got a couple of questions under your belt it kind of gets a little bit easier but the most difficult part is like the first couple of questions I really encourage you to have almost like a set or a bank of maybe five questions, let's say, that you just reel off every time so that you're not overcomplicating that situation. You don't need to ask like complicated questions about the weather or things like this. No, have a series of different small talk questions and just reuse them. That's what I do with my clients. Whenever I have a session with my client, I start with normally the same types of questions And once you've warmed up with those questions, then you can ask other ones or you can see what they've said and you can ask a question depending on what they've said. I'm going to put in the PDF some examples of different types of small talk questions. And we call this, by the way, small talk in English. I really encourage you to extract some of those questions that you feel fit really well with you because everybody has a slightly different preference of questions that they like to ask in small talk, I think. Extract the ones you like, write them on a post-it note somewhere, stick them on your screen, practice them till you feel more confident because with more practice comes more confidence and then just reuse them. You don't need to reinvent the wheel every time and then less stress, less stressful in that kind of situation where you're like, I don't know what to say. Well, you already know what to say. Just use one of your, your stock questions. doesn't need to be anything revolutionary. You don't need to change the world with your questions. Take the pressure off is my advice or recommendation. Right, there we go. I ran through a lot of those, sorry, because it was 11 things. And to talk about 11 things in 18 minutes is a little bit of a squeeze. So I appreciate it was a high level overview. But in the PDF, I will go into more detail and outline those for you. I'm going to be sending around the guide in the newsletter this week on the 15th of December 2023. If you're listening to this after the 15th of December and you're like, oh, I really want that PDF, don't worry, I'm linking it in the description box of this episode. So go in there, click the link and download it because I don't want you to miss out, obviously. Right, I'll wrap it up there. And I just want to say thank you so much for the last couple of months. A lot of new listeners. So welcome if you are a new listener to the podcast this year from September. There's been a really big increase in listeners 
across the board actually which is fantastic so if you are a new listener welcome if you've been listening since the beginning thank you for continuing to listen and take time out of your week to spend with me and improve the way that you communicate I really appreciate it and I I hope that you're finding these episodes useful and taking something away from it don't forget that if you want to suggest a topic for an episode you can also do that go to the link in the description box and suggest an episode for 2024 who knows I might make a whole episode on your topic If you are celebrating Christmas like me, as I will be on holiday for the next few weeks, I hope you have a really great time. I hope you're able to rest, relax and disconnect. And I will see you again on the 17th of January 2024. Take care. Bye.